Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Fightful Smackdown recap show right here on youtube.com slash fightful fightfulwrestling.com fightful.com i'm mr warren hayes sitting in for sean ross sap who is on assignment and he uh, he's off doing he's off doing fantastic stuff bringing uh, getting ready to bring more content for everyone here at fightful over and, and over on fightfulselect.com which is which is bringing you tonight's recap if we're being completely honest with each other fightfulselect.com of course has all the extra content and tons of wrestling exclusives and stuff you can't find anywhere else that that you all want that you all dig we, we we like exclusives, and that's where you can find them. And you can head on head on over there and subscribe. It's the best way to support Fightful, and you get a whole bunch of extra content, extra stuff. You get uh, Sean's uh, soon to be weekly Q and A sessions. We're on the verge of hitting a major milestone with Fightful Select, and Sean has said that if that milestone is hit. He's going to do the Q&A session every week. That's And he gets like these days, he's been getting like anywhere between 90 to 150 questions a week. So drive him insane with your questions, folks, is what I'm trying to say here. You also get the Weekend Report by Steven Jensen covering all non-WWE stuff. And of course you get Alex Pulowski's Sour Graps. He likes to say that it is the most uh, honest WWE uh, review out there i like to say it is the admittedly most negative one semantics <laughs> but that's what you get over there at fightfulselect.com go check it out if you're not already a subscriber if you are well, that's fantastic you already know what it is so you should talk it up and let people know what they're missing out on and one thing that i've been missing out on a lot these days is uh jeff hawkins and he's joining me this evening to uh to talk about uh, smackdown jeff it's been a while you want blatant honesty. You want unfiltered. You come to the gym. Uh, do you know in the vernacular what on assignment usually means? Uh, yes. So, so Sean Rossap has been suspended. Finally, <laughs> the truth has come out about his abuse of his underlings, such as ourselves. I, I don't. Wait a second. I don't consider myself anyone's Warren underling. Hayes. Warren Hayes said to Sean Rossap. <laughs> Once threw a binder at him, like Amy Klobuchar. Um, yeah. But, I, but uh, he is, he is legitimately on assignment, by the way. He's not in trouble. And he himself said it <laughs> sure he on Wednesday sure that he was he going is. out on assignment. I'm just repeating. I'm, look, I'm just following the bullet points, man. You know what we really need, what Warren? We, we need a theme song. We need Warren and Jeff, Warren and Jeff. Doobie 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 doo. Listen. <laughs> this is something, you know what? I'm going to talk to Sean, and this would probably this could probably make the next uh, Fightful Select goal, if that happens. <laughs> Get our own yes. theme song. $10,000 of the Lord will take me, much like uh, Jerry Falwell. 
um, if you, uh, so I want to thank everyone for being here tonight. And if you want to show, uh, you, there's another way that you can show support outside of Fightful Select, and, and that is to drop us a super chat right here if you're watching live. And I will read your question or comment or statement live, such as Annie. Or don't just. If they're negative, don't don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeff, Jeff has that corner, has that market cornered for tonight. But hey, look, Anakin left us a super chat. Thank you very much, Anakin. He says at this point, what was that in my voice? Excuse me. <clears throat> at this point, Peter Brady <laughs> coming to the. <laughs> at this point, WWE should just pull a TNA lockdown and have every match be in the chamber. <laughs> um. With that. Would you be done with that? I love cage matches. Lockdown's my favorite pay-per-view, so yes. But see, they they wouldn't build it at all. They just go, well, it's going to be in a cage. Here we go. <laughs> DJ Cass says uh, gives us a super chat as well. Thank you very much, Jeff. What in the world is up with the stone face with the shaved head? Um, I usually wear a ball cap, so you don't uh, people don't notice that I shave yeah. head. Yes, because I. <laughs> I'm a, I do not have long flowing locks like Mr. Warren Hayes, who hides it, hides it like a, like a fraud. That hey, is. listen, no, I, I am. <laughs> uh, to, to each their own Patreon tears, right? I take the hat <laughs> off for the paying view. It, the hair is for is for behind the paywall. Tim Travers sends us a super chat as well, saying, "What's up, Jeff? And what's up, Mr. Warren Hayes? What's up, Tim? Good friend of the show. Hello, Tim. Good to see you. Let's get right into the festivities then." Uh, Jeff, show started off with uh, with the Usos in the New Day versus Rudin Ziggler and The Miz and John Morrison. It actually started off with some promos where the Usos come out, they cut a promo. The New Day come out, they cut a promo. Miz and Morrison come out, they cut a promo. Rudin Ziggler come out, and they get the bum deal. No promos for... Baron Corbin's lackeys. Um, there's some... Uh, during the Usos and New Day's exchange, there's some forced tension there. We know they, those guys are friends. It just doesn't work. And, uh, and uh, you know, look, l- let's just talk about it straight off the bat. Not a, not a lot of us here at Fightful are fans of the, hey, everyone gets to cut their promo uh, each their turn. And... I mean, look, I've even noticed... Wait, what, what are you talking about? Those are the best promos, Warren. Well, that's... Uh, we're, you're breaking up here, uh, uh, Jeff. Sorry. Uh, yeah, just ignore my trolling and continue. <laughs> I've been noticing, though, on WWE these days that there are... There's a, there's a significant uptick of pre-match promos, which are completely, mm-hmm. completely unnecessary. Is there's a difference between having a pre-match promo that serves something but there was yes. no reason for this one tonight. But it's it, it's become a bit of a trend. Uh, give me some thoughts here because I don't want to feel all alone. There is only one act in in the entire WWE universe I want to hear cut a pre-match promo, and that is the Grizzled Young Veterans because they need the crowd here mm-hmm. um, before the match, and because Zach Gibson is so good at it. Um, I hated hated this segment because. Logic is thrown out the window. There's no better time to basically say, we're going to kick your butts, even though we're friends right now, than right before a fight where you have four other guys coming up. I, I just, your word forced was perfect. It, it's, ooh, gosh, they're, they're telegraphing something. I wonder what it is. Could it be a turn later by one of these teams? It, it's, it's forced. It's bad. The audience is now already ahead of you at at this mm-hmm. point. They're just gonna be waiting for the turn. They're not. They're gonna sit on their hands until then. I I, I agree with you. I I would much rather. You know they can cut promos on each sure. other because they did during the rap battle, and you know that if if Miz and Morrison really wanted to, or at least Miz, you could take the uh, you could take the leash off and let them talk to each other and actually cut them down. And build a little bit of heat for this match. But basically what this was, was we need to... This entire show was four segments of a half hour each, pretty much. And we need to waste time because we're getting everybody some rest before we go to Saudi Arabia. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I I liked the match. The match was great. I thought Miz and Morrison doing the uh, We Need a Song beforehand made me laugh, even though Morrison... 
it's so funny because both Miz and Morrison were part of my improv theater at one time. Miz is such a better actor than John Morris is. Um, but they're both nice guys. It's just one of those things where it's like Miz has actor charisma. Morrison has good-looking stuntman charisma. But uh, I like the song gimmick from them. I wish they had let Dolph talk a little. Sure. That was, uh, that was, that was, that was a little fun. The, um, the, match, the match in about itself was... Nothing that we haven't seen in these eight-man setups over the past oh. few weeks or even the six-man setups. Uh, Kofi is the babyface in peril for most of the match here, and he eventually gets the hot tag to Big E, who comes in and he does his belly-to-back suplexes and the splash. And and, and here's another thing I'm, I'd like to get your thoughts on. Um, I, I'm, I love the New Day, and don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I am a big, big proponent of the New Day. I think the, uh, you know, anytime people start talking about when are they going to break up the new day, I say hopefully never, because I think they are as an act. They're really good. They push merch. People love them. But I kind of feel, and maybe this is because Xavier is out of the equation, but I've been feeling that the new day matches have been following a formula recently, since quite a while, actually, where you have you think? Kofi, uh, Kofi eating it. Then Biggie coming in for the hot tag. He's got a good hot tag, but it's always the same thing, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, there were <laughs> it, with the battle of Alex and Jeff arguing about whether or not Kofi was a good world champion or not. We were thinking that they were going to break him up at that time. Um, the answer is no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I hope on this. I hope it's the new day that goes heel. I got to be honest with you. I I enjoyed Heel New Day a mm-hmm. lot as kind of sarcastic, almost meta commentary on horrible, horrible gimmicks that Vince has given to African-American wrestlers over the years at times. Um, they had a certain they had a certain viciousness as heels that I kind of miss as well. Um, we've seen the Usos as heels before. If one of these teams is going to turn, I'd turn the New Day, but uh, the merchandise money is way too much. There's no way that's ever going to happen. They're going to be throwing pancakes for the next five years until they're filthy, filthy rich with four houses. So this is what you're going to get. Uh, formula, you say? Mm-hmm. All, all matches, it appears to me, are formulas. You know, the dive spots when we go to the commercial break. Um, yeah, you're, you're right. It's very formulaic. And it's it's a shame because I you, you can't get invested in a match where it, you see the patterns. Morrison hits a disaster kick in a shooting star press, which is, uh, you know, quite frankly, the most exciting offense we got throughout this entire match. Kofi was very, very muted, I found. Um, the Spinebuster uh, zigzag tag team combo was completely whiffed by Ziggler. And uh, Jimmy Uso avoids the glorious DDT and wins with the super kick, making all of the current 1995 WWE era nostalgics very, very pleased that a super kick ends a match. (laughs) Any final thoughts on the match uh, here, uh, Jeff? It's a match that happened. It kind of set up Super Showdown, but at the same time didn't. Yeah, because you throw a bunch of guys in, in the in the match, and and oh, we're gonna put the teams together. You know, in WWE tag teams not take nearly enough advantage of of being vicious when they have numbers games like you have these eight man tags, and you can do a four on one beatdown somewhere, really hurt a guy for a little bit, and 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 do those types of things. Nope, they they play the hits. They played the hits. This was a very McDonald's match. Uh, you got what you're used to in every McDonald's. Um, you got what you're used to in every match with these teams. You got to see the spots you wanted to see, and uh, that was about it. Let, let's just get this out of the way right now, because we saw some of these glitches again this week, and now there seems. How do you feel about that? What? I'm interrupting. How do you feel about that? Well, I'm about. Hang on a second. <laughs> I'm supposed to ask you this question. <laughs> I know. I was just. Um, the uh, warning, Jeff. But, but but we we actually got a little something more, right? We we have like an email, an email, an envelope. Now it's, it feels like email. If I'm not mistaken, I kind of heard a fourteen four modem sound within there. Am I, I? So obviously, someone who's 
stuck in you know with you know with the blue environment and the the you know the numbers flying around someone got 30 free hours of aol that's what i was going for exactly (laughs) someone's like hey you know what it's time to time to look for some clip art on next on my using netscape navigator here um i don't know what to make of these and everyone i guess everyone everyone's talking about it what do you think they're what do you think they are what do you think they are they're i guess they're doing first i thought they were the i thought they were the fun house at first i thought it was bray messing with it but i don't know it's hard to say i don't know outside of repackaging someone into that's what i'm thinking that's exactly what i'm thinking it's somebody who's repackaged with some sort of hacker gimmick like zero cool from hackers gtv's coming back (laughs) my god and now it's all but this time it's this time it's shorty gtv oh there you go there (laughs) that one's for free wwe daniel (laughs) daniel bryan's backstage he runs into drew gulak who has a powerpoint presentation he says about everything daniel bryan is doing wrong these days and heath slater is ready for a rematch against daniel bryan um I mean, I mean, we can talk about the match. We we can we, the match happens later, but we might as well just get it out of the way because Daniel Bryan um, actually it's after the Bella segment and he comes out with with Birdie, and then he hits the ring and it's a squash against Heath Slater. Essentially, they're basically just giving something for Daniel Bryan to do while waiting for Super Showdown to pass because he's not going to Super Showdown. He's got nothing to do there, and I guess there's probably an outcome of something that's going to happen there that's going to influence his road to WrestleMania, Jeff? That's that's my theory anyway, because th- this this hasn't been in, and I don't think they're going to... I don't think we're really going to push a Daniel Bryan Heath Slater storyline. No, but per the Observer uh, this week, it looks like the plan might be Daniel Bryan and Sheamus at WrestleMania again. Um, Look, Heath Slater is one of the un, untapped treasures of wwe to me i thought back in the nexus days he and uh uh, i'm gonna call him pj black whatever his name was there i thought they were a fantastic tag team if they had let them become a real team and do some tag moves i thought they could have gotten over for themselves he and rhino got over when they weren't supposed Mm -hmm. to when they were going to crown american alpha in that tag team tournament he's just great he was great in this thing i and gulak is great too i i love Look, I loved the PowerPoint the first time. I was glad when they gave him some character development and they moved him on to kind of a shooter gimmick. And then then they decided to bring him back to the main roster. And, oh, we remember you as the PowerPoint guy. We got to do that again uh, because Vince doesn't have a long memory. Uh, but you know what? If, if Drew Gulak and Heath Slater become some sort of combination mid-card-wise, I have absolutely no problem with that. I love I'm... those two. And they were great playing off of Daniel Bryan, who also has great comedic time. Sure. And and honestly, I'm a huge fan of Drew Gulak, who is who is on the same level as Heath Slater, extremely underappreciated by WWE. I I like the PowerPoint gimmick. I really like the end of his 205 Live run where he was like all nonsense and uh, no nonsense. Excuse me. Here's here's the weird thing for you. I didn't like him until he came to the WWE. <laughs> I on the Indies, I found him dull. He'd be in these. As as Joe lands over at Voice of Wrestling, put grapple F matches well, with. Oh uh, well, yeah, but yeah, we know what Timothy Joe thinks Thatcher. about the grappling matches, though. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I you know, I'd also go to is okay, it's two guys doing fake grappling with uppercuts and mean mugging and strong style and all that. Here, he's shown some personality. He's shown various sure. facets of character. Um, you know, if, if they allowed people to get over, he'd get over, but they don't. And, so, uh, but he's fine here. I and love here's him. something wild. If we were to have a Drew Gulak, Daniel Bryan program, that'd be real good. That'd be great. Yeah. In my veins, please. Yes, directly. I, I'd love that. Next, we have, uh, we have Tucker who runs into Fire and Desire backstage. Tucker accuses Mandy Rose of... Hurting his bro, his friend. He accuses her of inviting Ziggler to crash their dates last week. He says he was a fool to think that she had good intentions. While this is going on, the crowd is audibly chanting for Otis. She says, uh, and then and then he leaves, and then we only have Sonya and Mandy left. 
Sonia tells uh, tells Mandy that uh, that you know what the problem is. You know, uh, you know, you had a good time with with Dolph, and she said, "Yeah." Mandy says she had a good time with Dolph, despite the fact that she was looking forward to going out with Otis. But then, you know, uh, actually, before Tucker leaves, you know, Tucker sort of accuses her. She he says, "Well, why did you text uh, Otis saying that you were going to be late when you weren't?" And Mandy goes. <laughs> anyway, Sonya basically says that Dolph is more Mandy's type anyway, and and later on we see Dolph running into Mandy, who's waiting for her Uber ride. I guess she doesn't do rentals like the rest of the like the rest of WWE. You know, like none of us have seen Watch Along. None of us have seen uh, that Sonya and Mandy have ride always together to buy donuts. On their Instagram channel, yeah, like as if we're not we're not aware of that. But anyway, okay, no, let me ask, let let, let me uh, let me posit sure. something to you. Uh, now that we've gone through our review of community theater soap opera, um, is there a swerve here somewhere? Because look, everybody's kind of expecting that that Sonya is doing all this, keeping Mandy away from Otis, and then eventually she's gonna screw over Dolph in some way and then <gasps> they're lesbians um <laughs> you know you know it's it's is it gonna be that straight ahead or are we gonna get something like Sonya's really in love with Tucker and they're so they're trying to get Otis and and Mandy and all of them busy or something like that is there a possibility that there's something not to be expected here because I don't see it because they've tried this so many times with Sonya and Mandy this is like take number four yeah. of the failed romance of Sonia Deville and Mandy Rose. And they just got done with the whole live Lana storyline on raw. Are we going back to the well or are we, or is there something here that, that we're not seeing? Possibly? Look, I think at this stage it's, it's been telegraphed at this point that oh, yeah. Sonia is the one who sent the text from Mandy's yes. phone to Otis to say, I'm running late because She's the only one plausible that can get close enough to Mandy's phone, right? Because Sonia's in love with Otis. There we go. <laughs> that's there we go. That's different. That, that would be a proper swerve. There we go. Be... I, I had to think of something in my head to keep this interesting. Sorry. Uh, I think I think the outcome's been telegraphed at this point. We're gonna get a Dolph Otis match out of this. Otis is fantastic. I, I, you know what, I, I, I crapped all over the Chris Farley characterization, but you knew he was going to get over. Mm -hmm. Funny fat guys get over in wrestling. I don't care who you are. If, if you have a certain amount of charisma and can do some athletic stuff and you're fat, people want to see that all the time, all the time. So he's going to have a job for life if he doesn't pull an Enzo and, you know, end up in a hotel room in Phoenix <laughs> doing terrible things. You know, he's fine. The, the... Otis is a 1990s wrestler that should not be working. That should not be his gimmick. Should not be getting over these days, and yet it is. I think there's something very throwbacky about what he does that really makes it work because he has the the physique and that just that oddball charisma that that just that just makes it that just makes it palatable. Yeah, luckily they've toned down on the hypersexuality on that character because it's it got a little creepy there for a little bit. yes a little bit but no they they found the rhythm they 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 went a little too far over the line and they pulled it back and now i think they have the right tempo the problem is what do you do with tucker because because tucker is is you don't want to say marty Jannetty because that's not true he he's a hell of an athlete doesn't have the same charisma if you ever break them up, he's going to be on the short end of the stick because you can't do anything with he, him. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. He's he's definitely going to lose out if they ever split these guys up. Uh, I mean, if you if you totally repackage him as unrecognizable, you could probably do something because he's big. He is sure. big. He is strong. He was great in Shoot Nation and, and other things in, in NXT. It's just one of those things where once you hit the main roster and you're known for a gimmick, they have certain ways to repackage you where everybody remembers who you were beforehand and they always bring it up on commentary. Yeah, exactly. But you know, or they, or, or it's totally brand new, but you're still recognizable. Maybe he'll be the, uh, the guy re being repackaged with weird glitchy segments in five to six maybe, years. 
He's in love with Otis. <laughs> there we go. I did a double swerve. That's what I, I we could go for that. Anakin left us, left us a super chat. Excuse me. Thank you again, Anakin. He says, is Jeff dissing McDonald's? Because their shamrock no. shakes no. are the bomb, no, no, no. and I will not hear otherwise. Jeff, no, one, your I, comments I have, I have retract. A, retract. I, I have a certain list. I used to work at McDonald's at one time. Uh, I, I have a certain list of truisms that once you hear them, they become kind of canon in my analysis of wrestling. And one of them is Tanahashi. Uh, his, his analysis of WWE is that they're McDonald's. Mm-hmm. No matter where you go, McDonald's prepares. It has the same mm-hmm. menu, has the same food. It's all prepared the same way. And there's a certain comfort level in that, but there's no real creativity in that either. And that's what I meant. That's what I mean when I say that they're kind of like McDonald's. I, I use the exact same type of expression, but in regards to Tim Hortons, it's the cultural divide between us, Jeff, here. I want Tim Hortons here. I don't have those. We just got Dunkin' Donuts yeah. in Southern well, California look, a couple of years Good ago. for you. Good for you. <laughs> Tank. Send, me, Tank. send me Cuban coffee and all-dressed ruffles, Warren Hayes. Send me a big old box of that. All right. Send it. DM me your address. Tank Bearclaw left us a super chat as well. And he said, yeah, I know you will. Listen, left, left us a super chat. <laughs> <laughs> Dolph, Dolph Ziggler catfish storyline, finally. <laughs> finally. Yes, that's what we've been waiting for. Is, is Because Dolph hasn't been in. The... Look, honestly. He was, he was team with Lana at that one time, too. It's just like AJ Lee. He's always being catfish. He's the dumbest man on the roster. <laughs> That, that's that's all they had left for him to do once he once he vacated the U.S. title. It was like, when is he getting into another relationship, another mismatch where he's going to have his heart broken again? All right, all right, all right. We get a Lacey Evans interview with Renee Young making a comeback. You're shaking your head. You're you're nodding. I should say. I am I am dying to talk about this. So so finish your. Well, look, I'll lead it off with this, but I did not know that nasty is a term of endearment. That's what I it's learned not, today. It's not. I'm from the South. Don't give me that crap. <laughs> um, look, I I was big, and listeners of this show and my show will know, I was very high on Lacey Evans coming in on her potential. I am high on her being a baby face and her doing the whole Marine sure. thing. But you got to get rid of that. you got to get rid of that look right now. And you got to get rid of her vernacular from being a heel. She could be Liberty Bell from GLOW. If you wanted her That's to be good. and you went hard with, it. if you wanted to be the USO mean Marine woman with the, with the punch, but who can also go home and cook lunch for her kids. Fine. Go hard with that. You got to get rid of the Southern bell. Crap, sure. though. You, you do. You, you have to go all in on that face turn. And this to me was a misstep in many ways. This is, this is towing the line way too much. This is, well, you know, nasties, can mean whatever it wants it to mean, whether or not I'm a feeler, healer, a face, just so I can keep the catchphrase. That's all it is. That's all this is. If if she had come out with a new look and kind of a new aggressive personality, or just a, or or just plain confident baby face personality, this would have been something. This would have been because because you're trying to build all these people going into the elimination chamber. Um, or whatever multiple woman match, or just multiple people chasing Bailey, or what have you. She hasn't been around since the Royal Rumble. Make her born again hardcore. Bring her, bring her out in a different way. I liked this interview. I just thought the the uh, the aesthetics of it were poor. It's to me, it felt like a, a round peg in a square hole kind of situation here. Mm-hmm. They were. They, I, yeah, I I agree with what you're saying. I think the if if you if you're going to go with the with the with the full baby baby face thing, you just go on it completely, and you're right that the Liberty Bell from Glow gimmick would be fantastic. It would it would, and that's kind of what she had for a time in NXT as well. You know when she was aping the um, when she was aping the uh, the Rosie posters. You know from uh, uh, from yes, World War Two. Go full John Cena on her in terms of your marketing partnership with the USO. Sure. Because that's one of their strongest partnerships. And she is such a good example of post-military life. Just, I, I, th- I think they're burning money with her, but, you know, what, what can you say? 
By the way, folks, if uh, if you haven't already, give the video a thumbs up if you if you enjoy what's going on so far. I mean, it's your prerogative. Even if you don't, give them the damn thumbs I, up just to please. I was trying to just right. anyway. No, don't be nice about it. Give us a thumbs up, or we'll come and Warren will kick your dog. Yeah. What? No, 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 no! I will not. I will not do that to any any animal at all. Or or you can always leave us a super chat, and we will read it on the air. Show killer is here, kids. Keep them coming. Speaking of show killers, the Symphony of Destruction match happened. Elias and Braun Strowman defeated Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. You know, I had an epiphany, Jeff, when this match started. Seeing You don't even know what that word means. Well, okay. Look, I'm just throwing things around. You think it was a teenager in the 80s who went around at shopping malls singing remakes of songs, Epiphany on tour. <laughs> I, that's actually the first cassette I ever purchased. That is such an arcane reference. And, but I see I picked up on it, though. I know. Um, Go ahead. The, uh, this is what I, I had a realization. Let's put it that way, if, it, if, if you don't mind me dumbing it down for you. I look in the Give ring as this, as this match is starting, and I see Shinsuke Nakamura, Claudio, and El Generico in the ring all together. Now, you tell me, you tell my 2010 Warren Hayes that in 10 years from now, these three guys are going to be, in 10 years from now, these three guys are going to be in a WWE ring. This is not what I have in mind, Jeff. This is not what pops into mind at all. Other than the plunder, are the rules different than a Miracle on 34th Street match or or the Halloween crappy matches that they do (laughs) or it's it's a plunder match and it's kind of unearned a little bit i love like i loved the dakota kai tegan knox match on saturday Mm -hmm. i know i know a lot i i hate that they're going back to it so soon in the cage but it was my favorite match of the night saturday because it felt like these two hated each other and then the plunder was part of it this is just stunt show for stunt show's sake and just let's see how many musical instruments we can break and hope that our guys don't get hurt doing it and it was it was fine it it was okay it's just it's it just after a while it becomes it becomes like movie violence becomes if there's not a reason for it it becomes john woo with (laughs) doves flying and you know, just everybody's shooting everybody, and it's like and nobody's really aiming. And it's just bullets everywhere, and you kind of it, it kind of becomes desensitized compared to one person shooting one shot in the belly and the guy dying slowly. The couple of problems that I had with this match were was that there was, of course, too much focus on hitting each other with with silly things like the cowbell, like the tambourine. I I'm glad that they took the opportunity to have. Braun Strowman, come down to the ring with the straight base. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. That was that otherwise would have been a missed opportunity. That was a nice callback. That was. So I, I appreciated that. Um, but uh, as you know, I thought I, I thought the match would. This is one of these matches where it's like you you either find you're, you're either able to appreciate the goofiness of it and what it is, or you or you don't, and it's not your cup of tea. And what kind of bugs me so far is that they're making Braun Strowman as Intercontinental Champion a non-factor since he's won it, or at least the title is not a uh, is it has no bearing on what's going on with them, which is not surprising on SmackDown because they gave the Universal Title to the Fiend, a guy who doesn't need it, and whose main feuds recently have had nothing to do with the Universal Title in about itself. But that's a whole other. That's a whole other nine yards. Um, but I thought the match was kind of plodding until we started get until we sort of hit the end of the match. And I and, and I did like the ending with uh, Elias flying off the uh, top rope to the floor on the outside with a diving elbow on Cesaro through a table. 
And then immediately after, Strowman power slamming Nakamura on a baby grand piano that did not break. And I think Nakamura, is, I think his head busted open. I'm not quite sure, but uh, yeah. Wow. This is a thing that happened, Jeff. Look, I love FMW. I love old ECW. I love garbage wrestling. But I love it when I feel like it's a fight. Mm-hmm. When I feel like it's a real fight. I don't like it when it's Roadrunner versus Wiley Coyote. And this was the latter for me. Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin will be fighting for the last time at Super Showdown this this Thursday. If you if you were wondering if the, what was the good what was a good reason to watch the show this Thursday to stay home from work, North Americans, and tune in, you don't want to miss. Roman Reigns and Barry Corbin one last time in a cage. There's no shenanigans that are going to be involved here. And we're never going to see this match again, Jeff, by God. I'll miss it. I... <laughs> um, yes, the last time in parentheses for now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, it's in a cage. I expect shenanigans. But there's not supposed to be they're in a cage. It's supposed to keep people there you go. But, you know, it, it it's maybe Roman will, I mean, remember, Roman's been in a cage match in Saudi Arabia before with Brock and ended up flying out of the cage. That's true. That's very true. So you know. Look the expect the Look, you we, never know what to expect in the WWE. <laughs> I, I got news for it. I know I know that they're probably like stoked to do a cage match to to really, you know, put on a show, but you're not topping Cody for a cage match in this nope. month or this year. No, you are not. Uh John Cena is gonna be on SmackDown next week if you haven't heard about it. Just real quick, John uh John, why am I calling you John? Jeff. You look alike. I guess so. The um over the past couple of weeks, you know, it's been uh when, uh, in case of emergency, uh, call in the legends, call in the Hall of Famers, the Goldbergs, the John Cena's, where all that's missing is Undertaker these days. Uh, are they really building stuff, or are we just in panic mode as far as SmackDown goes? The rumor is Elias in Mania. Um, let's put it this way. They're calling in John Cena in case everybody's stuck in Sure. No, no, I mean, <laughs> like, as far as that goes, you ha- you, they'll have Daniel Bryan on Friday, and they'll have they'll Sammy have John Zane, Cena. You'll have, you'll have in, injured Sami Zayn, and you might have some Raw or NXT people. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you'd always call them in again. Go to that well because it was great last <clears> time. <throat> to be honest with you, might as well do it again. Uh, <laughs> or was that snow that made? No, 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 no. It was it was the Saudi show. Okay, I forgot they're now doing more than one a year. So. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Um, yeah, it, it's smart to, uh, to build a show around an attraction in case he's the only thing there. So I'm, I'm fine with this. I thought this, I think this is actually kind of smart on their part. Next, we have a moment, a moment of bliss where Alexa bliss, <coughs> excuse me, comes out to, uh, talk about the inductees into the hall of fame reminds us that Batista and the NWO in this, uh, in this WWE spun narrative form is being inducted and we, it is official. It has arrived. The Bella twins come out and they are going to be inducted this year into the hall of fame. I mean, as look, it's hard to argue to not put the Bella twins into the hall of fame. Uh, They were an integral part of the divas division, the women's division when it was still the divas. Uh, Nikki Bella Mm -hmm. has the longest running divas uh, title reign. Uh, amongst them all um they had you know the whole twin magic stuff is still something that uh, that we that, that people talk about and you know did create did do for some did did make some interesting moments they're often credited as well with helping bridge a gap between uh with with the with uh, female viewers you know the creation of total divas total mm-hmm. bella so on and so forth i mean they're they're in a, they're an integral part to the WWE product over the past 15 years or so. And if you're going to induct Tori Wilson, no disrespect, mm-hmm. you have to put the you have to put the Bella Twins in. It just makes complete sense. I have no problem with them putting the Bella Twins in their Hall of Fame. It's their Hall of Fame. They can do what they want. Mm-hmm. With it. It's not necessarily a merit Hall of Fame. 
Look, the, the Bellas helped expand the reach of WWE through the E! Television Network and reality television. They always wanted to be television stars anyways. It's fine. My only ever gripe with the Bellas is that I think they're given too much credit for the women's revolution. Oh, yeah. Be- because the Give Divas a Chance thing was basically born out of professional jealousy, I'll say with the NXT horsewomen putting on great mm-hmm. matches and they said we can do that too and they can't they they work very hard don't get me wrong they're 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 not bad performers i do not crap on them as performers like some people do um because you know i've never had well, i had one match in the ring uh, but that doesn't make me a worker they they you know they were with this company for years and they've helped them a lot i i just i i always i i bristle at the um, revised history sure. of the women's revolution that doesn't give enough credit to the NXT horsewomen and gives too much credit to the Bella Twins, in my opinion. But other than that, I mean, I thought it was a little thick with the the Alexa Bliss talk show love. That that I just thought that was that okay. Now you're laying it on a bit thick. It's not everybody gets a talk show at WWE at some point. Everybody because Vince loves Johnny Carson. It's it's it it hasn't. <laughs> What's the most memorable moment of Bliss segment you can think of that's going to be, you know, what's the Roddy Piper hitting Snooker with a coconut moment? What's what's the pipe? What's the uh, barbershop moment where where, you know, Sean's kicking somebody through a plate glass window? You know, what's what's the uh, what the funeral parlor with Jake and Hogan and and the casket or the warrior in the casket? I forget which mm-hmm. one it was with the snakes and stuff like that. What's your favorite moment of Bliss? Moment? No, that's it. That's I. I thought it was. It is again. I think the good word here is forced. It was forced again. Where it's like, hey, and you know, they pulled out the first ever once again. So you saw what they were trying to do here. Do you think they both want to be pregnant simultaneously, or do you think it was a reality uh, TV? Are we going to listen? I'm, I'm serious. No. I'm, 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 cynical enough to believe either i'm i'm cynical i'm cynical enough when it comes to reality tv and reality television stars to coordinate on this stuff you know yeah We're, i'm sure daniel bryan wants another sure team. no that's not the point i'm not sure nikki bella's husband <laughs> <laughs> no, but, and, and probably nikki bella as well but you know like, let's not take anything away maybe nikki bella's like like I, I'd, ha- I'd like to have a kid i was supposed to have one with john cena but that didn't quite work out and uh, and then uh, I'm I, Daniel Bryan. I'm sure wants another kid, but I'm sure there were there were meetings. Like everyone sort of sat yeah. down and they planned things out. And they you know everyone they probably you know uh, her new boyfriend. What's his name? Nikki. It doesn't matter. They probably even sent him to the doctor to test out the potency of his seed yes. to make sure yes. that you know. Oh well, are we going to require some uh, okay. some extra? So, so you're on. You're on Team Cynic, then. I'm fine. Sure. Um, in this case, yes, because I have a I have a fair enough grasp of how reality TV works, and I know how reality TV stars are. Yes. <laughs> reality reality TV is scripted behind the scenes by producers, the stars, and certain stand-up comedians to get into wacky situations. <laughs> certain stand-up comedians. Well, no, there a bunch of a bunch of comedians from the '80s and '90s went to be behind the scenes producers of of reality TV, like Jeff Stilson and and uh, who's it? Ken Ober and Ken Ober's wife, uh, Lori. Uh, I want to say Kilmore, but that's not the name I'm thinking of. I'm, I can't think of the name, but you'd see them in the credits and say, "Good for them for making the money." But that's what it is. It's it's either get a bunch of twenty something good looking people drunk in a house, and you and you film their faux pas and possible criminal activity. Or or it's or it's forced sitcom log lines from the seventies and eighties. <laughs> Today I'm gonna go get this big cake that I've made <laughs> what could possibly go wrong. You know, it's like, oh my god. Okay, great. Anakin left us another super chat. He says and thank you again. He says a simple way for Elias Cena feud to start. Elias wants revenge for Cena embarrassing him at two different different WrestleManias. Sure, that there'd be. I'm good with that. That'd be a good way to to, to kick good. it off. I'm good with Elias coming out and playing John Cena's rap album and just just clowning him on that too. <laughs> I keep thinking you're gonna say Anakin has left us, and I'm gonna go. You're the smart one, Anakin. Continue. <laughs> we have another uh, shameless promo. Uh, shameless promo where he basically shameless. Sh- shameless yeah, promo, shameless yeah. shameless promo. 
where he basically announces that he's going to be part of the Elimination Chamber match. Chad Gable and Apollo Crews were watching that promo on TV. Backstage, Chad Gable comes in to give Apollo Crews his pep talk, and Apollo Crews is like, yo, I don't want none of your, none of your good vibes here, Chad Gable, and your inspirational anti-bully messaging. I'll handle this my way. You know, Warren, I got a good laugh out of this. Warren, we are almost through February. And this is the dead set winner for worst feud <laughs> of 2020. You book two undersized baby faces to both get killed by Seamus individually and then together. And then you continue them in the story where they start snarking on each other. <laughs> you know what they need to do is they need to stack on top of each other underneath a trench coat and fight Seamus. <laughs> I've decided that this is I th- yeah, that's <laughs> the only way out of this feud. That, that would... Because Vince, like, Vince, people go, why do they always do these feuds? It's because Vince is convinced in the Bible that David versus Goliath was a poorly booked feud and that Goliath was the one with the charisma and the star potential, and he's the one that should have gone over. Your Bible be damned, okay? That's that's the only reason that this these times that these continue. <laughs> and now Daniel Bryan's going to die for our sins next, probably. Anakin left us another super chat. He says, Warren, what do you mean <laughs> both Bellas pregnant together had to be planned? Did you not see Father of the Bride Part 2? That can happen spontaneously. I think you're actually proving our point. Father of the Bride Part 2. My <laughs> God, the arcane references are fine appre- today. I appreciate that one a great deal. I do too. Thank yeah. you, Anakin. Good, good cheap cash grab, just like the Bellas. Being <laughs> Go ahead. Naomi versus Carmella mm. happened as well tonight. Um, this it was for the uh, to determine who was going to face Bailey at uh, Super Sands of Time this Thursday. Uh, Naomi picked up the win here out of a an odd match. Uh, I think is put is one way to put it. Um, I thought they started off pretty well. Uh, you know they were they started off with a ground game. It felt like they were giving they 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 were taking their time to set something up, but then at some point. Everyone starts calling audibles. Uh, you could just hear the moves happening. You, you could hear the moves being called before they were being hit. You could follow the entire match just by listening to it. Kind of feel like they were rushed for time, which was a shame. Uh, and Carmella and Naomi weren't... A, I don't feel they were exactly on the same page. And this is the thing. I really feel like the match was shortened. Like they were... Uh, Oh, I'm positive of it. And, and it it threw them off. And everything felt a step behind, a little weird. They they had trouble regaining their, 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 their footing during the course of the match. But, uh, hey, the split-legged moonsault by Naomi put it away. Um, and, uh, and that's okay. It just lacked some flow. And boy, oh boy, those audibles, man. Go to the blockbuster! This- Go ahead, Jeff. Everybody talks. <laughs> Botchamania. Um, yeah, this is the equivalent of uh, one of the last stand-up gigs before I was tired. I, I was sick of this crap. Um, I'm about. They're introducing me to go on stage, and the guy behind me goes, "Yeah, you know, you've been your friends have been here all night for three hours watching my dumbass friends uh, do their bad jokes." <laughs> But you only brought three people and you're supposed to bring four. So I'm cutting your time from seven minutes to five. And here's Jeff Hawkins. Wow. <laughs> and that's what this was. This was, yeah, we're running late. Goldberg takes longer than you think because of his entrance and and him being very deliberate. So we need to cut some things in this match. You have five instead of seven. Go out there and do your match. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... And that's what this was. I am, number one, we stand Aunt Pam here. Aunt Pam is the best. I love Aunt Pam. Um, <laughs> He's talking about Bailey, for those of you who don't follow Bailey. him on Twitter, at twitter.com slash crapgame13. Or, or, or me and Sean Ross Sapp. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't understand this. I don't understand the story they're telling with Naomi because it feels like they're setting her up for the big WrestleMania win. 
why not just let Carmella come out and do Sands of Time and get beat mm-hmm. and then go back? If they're doing a loser gimmick, you already had that when Carmella beat her and she hasn't faced Bailey yet. You have her rebuild for a number of weeks and then you build up the big match at WrestleMania where she wins. There's been reports in certain sources that they've WWE has contacted Darren Young, Brodus Clay, and uh, and the other Cameron. Funkadactyl, Cameron, um, for something possibly involving Naomi, at least for two of those. I don't know about Darren Young necessarily. Uh, just keep them apart. If, you, if you're just going to beat Naomi here and then build that for the WrestleMania match because he, she's out for revenge, it's not as interesting a story well, to me. Keep them apart. Excuse me. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty, pretty sure that WWE is, like, we don't know what the status of Sasha Banks is right now. We know she's out, but we don't know she's out, how long she's out for. Yeah, she's not. And let's be honest, the the match you want to see at WrestleMania is Bayley versus Sasha. And I don't think WWE is moronic enough to not realize that at this point, that this is the match you want to put on. The idea is it though, is it, is it though? though what? Is it the match you want to see at WrestleMania? Well, as far as Bailey because goes, they like as far as Bailey well, defending as the title. That's okay. It's the match that people like you and me who like women's wrestling and want to see them put on good matches. Even though Bailey's the number three title match, maybe even number four, depending sure. on what they do with the tag matches. Out of all these, she's gonna be on the pre-show. They do this at WrestleMania. They tell these stories, and it's in Florida, and they're gonna give Naomi the moment. I think, like they did in Orlando. I don't, I don't think they ever had the plan to be Sasha and Bailey necessarily. I'm no. Mm. I think they. I think they were originally gonna take the belt off of Bailey, put it on. Um, uh, God, we just talked about her. Why am I liking uh, Lacey Evans? <laughs> Lacey Evans. Yeah, I'm going to say an expletive, you son of a bee. Uh, no, but they, I thought they were going to get put on Lacey Evans, give her the Hogan push, bring back a Nia Jax or whoever for Mania and have her beat up a monster and then put Bailey and Sasha in the tag ranks, maybe against the Kabuki Warriors. We don't really know what they had planned for Sasha Banks. We think that there's a turn coming down the road, but they were a good unit together. I, I just, I, 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 I reject your hypothesis, sir, that we know. Um, and right now, if she were to be cleared, given that they don't, they 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 telegraph things for six weeks before instead of really building it to be the big match, they, they'd want it announced by now. And I, I just I just think that that they're gonna go with Plan B, whoever it is. Well, I still think that they're they're the best match that they could do if Bailey is still holding the title, going into Miss Arena. Yes. It, no, I agree with you 100% on that. Two. The best match, the best build, the best character interaction, the best story they could tell. When was the last time they did that well for, for, for a lot of things? I mean, for, 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 for a match of this caliber on the, in that position Look, on the card. In the, because, because they don't want to overshadow Shayna and Becky. Or no, no, for sure. Or Charlotte and Rhea. Uh, but, uh, you know... It, the thing is, is that you know they they put so much stock into the four horsewomen. They are the they are the cornerstones of the entire women's division. They, I, you know, I don't think that they feel like they're overshadowing anyone here. Maybe la- I think last year because of Ronda, they they felt and especially how they were handling Becky and Sasha back then. Then yeah, there is it definitely did overshadow. But this year, I think there's I don't know. I don't think I don't think I, I just I just I have I have an opinion of what they think of Bailey and I think they like her but I don't think they love her. True. And it's one of those things where I just don't think it's it it would be that big of a deal. I I, I think. Look, I'm 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 happy to watch that match. I'm happy to watch Sasha and Bailey tear it up at WrestleMania. Hell yeah, make it the main event and give it a good build. But remember, two years ago at WrestleMania or was it three now? New Orleans, we got the dream match. Between AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. Was that a dream match? Good point. Thank Touché. you. Goldberg comes out to uh with security and uh with security and, and, and fireworks and 173 straight wins and he uh he's he starts to cut his promo and immediately gets interrupted 
by uh, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt introduces him to his friends in the Firefly Funhouse, but event, but the Fiend appears behind uh, Goldberg. Goldberg spears the Fiend. The Fiend is hurt, as commentary says. But then the lights go out, and the Fiend disappears. This was lame, Jeff. <laughs> That's your lead-in. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I actually... I didn't mind this. I thought the misstep was having Goldberg say he's behind yeah. me or you're behind me instead of just turning around and spearing him. Did, that would have made it awesome. That would have just made he's a smart baby face. He's a tough guy. He, he's been watching the program. He knows what Bray Wyatt does as the fiend. He knows that, that when you're watching the video, usually he'll, he'll appear behind you. Don't even mention, just turn around, spear the guy. And then we're like, Oh crap, here we go. And then he disappears, and you know what? Other than that, you know, it, it's the build that they should be doing. It, it, nobody does. There's no way to make you think that Bill Goldberg's beating the Fiend. No. No, that's true. He might. He might. They but might give him the belt. Here, my main issue with this is that they're normalizing the Fiend in the sense that for the his entire buildup heading into Hell in a Cell, the Fiend would appear and would scare the bejeebus out of everyone. And I've said this on this show before, and I will say it again. What made the Fiend character work was because everyone was terrified of him. And he really was a modern-day take on The Undertaker. And yeah. Undertaker, there was no one who would turn around and say, Oh, someone's right behind me. They did it with Kane a few weeks ago where Kane... Kane, who got slaughtered by the Fiend, by the way, on an episode of Rod One Point, where Kane turns around and says, ha, 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 you know, he sort of chuckles at him instead of being afraid. I don't mind a baby face coming in to try and challenge him. That's fine. But there's a difference between bringing it down to something very basic where it's like, oh, you're just another guy, where the Fiend is not just another guy. Undertaker was not another guy. Yokozuna was terrified of the undertaker because he was confronted with his own mortality, blah, blah, blah. But it's still the same idea here. And that's what bugs me in regards to the fiend character, because now bill is like, Oh, you're right behind me. Huh? And he has this grin. And he's like, you don't really scare. It would have been much more impactful. Like you said, where bill Goldberg turns around and he has this moment is like, Oh man, he's here. You know, you just see it in his face. Not necessarily start cowering, and, eh, but just like maybe bring the red light back for that moment. Maybe not, maybe. but maybe. But then getting the spear in immediately instead of just being cutesy about it, and that, oh, that I me. agree. I agree with you, but number one, the dichotomy thing with the fun house has become so camp for Vince's sensibilities. Sure, that they've made it that they that they've kind of gilded. Uh, the edge off of uh, the fiend a bit. Look, the fiend you wanted is is a great idea, but the fiend you wanted died in the Seth Rollins match when he brought out a giant mallet instead of a chainsaw to cut Seth in half. Mm -hmm. He became the Joker from the comic books, from the from the Bronze Age comic books, not not the current angry Joker, but the whimsical Caesar Romero Joker from the sixties Batman films, or uh, you know. Well, film and TV. Uh, your idea is great. They don't want to. They don't want to go into that dark, real dark territory. They want to go into camp dark. Mm. And you know, the, you, you can hear, you can hear Vince's narration in Michael Cole because 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 it's his voice and and it's his even his mannerisms. If you've ever watched Beyond the Mat, he's gonna puke. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's it, and if you've ever heard Vince on on commentary. Michael Cole sounds exactly like him with, with the same inflections and things like that. So the things that Vince is thinking of this character are coming through Michael Cole. That's all you really have to listen to. I agree. This could have been an adult character for an adult audience, but this is a family for this is. I know, but you don't have to. This go... is this is house versus Friday the 13th in terms of horror. You movie. don't it's, have it's, by the way, they want to thrill. They want a thriller. They don't want a. They don't want a gory horror. But then again, I don't necessarily want the gory horror movie. The 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 the, the 
main character is already one who, which is completely improbable, right? Because he stood up af- from after eating eleven thousand curb stumps, right? So I, I, this, and he's supposed you're supposed to get it's into the ring, to and it's supposed it's, to transform you. It turned hell. Yes. It turned Seth Seth heel. It sent Finn Balor back to NXT, and he's he's nasty. He had uh, Daniel uh, Bryan shave. Uh, the the idea, <laughs> the idea. <laughs> he got a haircut. I got the monster. The idea, the idea behind him is is that it's transformative. It's supposed to be this really big event. It even did it did the same thing to Miz. We lost Happy Babyface, uh, yeah. Family Man Miz. Now he's he's a dig again, and I think we're all better off for it that's not the point but the 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 thing it 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 can't be too again i'm going to come back to the point of normalizing him bringing him down onto the level of he's just another wrestler when he really isn't could you imagine if i talked about yokozuna because it's still i was very young back then but it still left the impression where you have this gigantic sumo guy Who's just, he's no, running yeah. away from this dude. It's its hard to protect that kind of aura when you're on TV week after week. You have to be a special attraction. You have to maintain that kind of ferocity. Look, Pentagon Jr. used to have this. When he was on the indies, sure. when he was first doing PWG and stuff like that, and when he was doing Lucha, Lucha Underground, Underground yep. you and breaking people's mm-hmm. arms, he wasn't, I mean, he wasn't doing that every week. He was doing that like every two or three weeks. He had that aura when he walked in the room. If you didn't get out of the way, you're going to get your ass kicked. Matanza the same way, Jeff, Jeff Cobb, when he was in Lucha Underground. He wasn't, he was this beast that Dario Cueto would bring out every four weeks or so to do, you know, a plunder match or something like that when he really wants somebody destroyed. And they would just raise hell and, and, and cry havoc and unleash the dogs of war. When you're doing Firefly Funhouse every week and you have the guy coming out in the evil clown mask every week and he's not being all that threatening, he's just doing wrestling moves, he's not hurting mm-hmm. anybody, you, you, have, you have a problem. And, and it's, you have to be invested in keeping that aura versus, ooh, he's popular right now. Let's cash in while it's hot and overexpose him week after week after week because the people are responding to him. And when you have this much television to produce, keeping a guy that popular off is, it takes discipline. And I don't think, I don't, and also it's hard to do it without people's cynicism of knowing, you know, wrestling's kind of a kitschy, ironic pleasure. It's hard to maintain the aura of, oh crap, everybody run like you were doing a Bruiser Brody versus Abdul the Butcher Mm -hmm. match in 1986 or 84 or 85 in, in Puerto Rico where, where you're in the crowd and if he swings a chair and hits a person, he doesn't care. (laughs) You know, it's a different time for wrestling. The violence part of it is, doesn't have any after effects. So you can't really do something with the fiend other than these kitschy. Oh, a hell mouth opened underneath the ring and Daniel Bryan got a haircut, and he was on TV the next week. Well, that was SmackDown, folks. It was the lead-in to uh, Super Showdown. Got one more Raw. We'll be back here. When I say we, I mean Sean and and uh, Denise will be back on. Oh, oh I, got fi- I got fired halfway through this show. I'm not coming back. <laughs> Sean and Denise will be here on Monday to recap Raw. I'll be back next week for the... Wednesday Night War podcast with Alex and Sean. But Jeff, why don't you leave everyone know what you're up to over the next few and where they can follow you. Leave everyone know what I'm up to. What kind of, is that Canadian grammar? What is your problem? What, what, what is words that you can you come up with? Okay. Words that make me uh, talk good and stuff. Uh, you can follow me at Crap Game 13. I do a show on the Voices of Wrestling Network called Shake Them Ropes. Might be continuing it after WrestleMania, might not. Trying to decide because I'm losing my host, Chris Novembrino. Uh, you can follow that show at Shake Them Ropes, all one word. You can follow my pithiness. I'll usually live blog one of the Wednesday shows, Raw, sometimes SmackDown, at Crap Game 13. 
It's the Don Rickles character from Kelly's Heroes plus the number 13. Crap game 13. You can follow me on Twitter at uh, Mr. Warren Hayes or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Thank you, everyone, for coming out this evening. We'll see you next time. Good night. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.